The meek shall inherit the land and enjoy peace. You're going to hear me talk a lot about real estate. You're going to hear me talk a lot about home ownership. You're going to hear me talk a lot about land ownership. You're going to hear me talk about it. And the reason why you're going to keep hearing me talk about it is because I want us to get it. I had a really good conversation with one of my sorority sisters who does real estate in Hawaii, a 1600 square foot condo in Hawaii is going to run you over a million dollars, a million plus. Why? Because there is no more land. So they cannot go out. They can only go up. So I want us to get it. There's still new construction. You can still figure out how to buy a home at buyahomewithlin.info. I'm going to keep talking about it. Because this show is not about talking to millionaires, figuring out how much money they lost, why they have it and you don't. This show is about creating millionaires one family at a time. And that means you. That means you. That means you, too. Everybody. And I say this jokingly, but I mean it seriously. That's a millionaire in life or a millionaire in death. Whichever one going to come first. So if you're here and you're striving, I want you to start doing the things that are necessary to build a financial legacy for your family, to build a financial legacy for yourself, for your community, for your children, for your children's children. If you don't have any children, I know you have some nieces. I know you got some play cousin daughters. I know you have somebody, some godchildren, somebody that you care about on this earth beside yourself. We are approaching a zero net worth. People of color, a zero net worth. I think it's actually a negative net worth. A negative net worth would mean that the difference between everything you own minus what you owe is a negative number, and we are turning that situation around. So I'd like to start with a prayer, and it's a scripture from Romans 12 and 12, and it says, Rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Why do we need to be constant in prayer? Why do we need to be patient in tribulation? Why do we need to rejoice in hope? We need these things and we need this advice because today's millionaire topic of the day is the top 10 reasons people get denied for a mortgage and what to do about it. The top 10 reasons people get denied for a mortgage and what to do about it. I can't tell you the countless number of cases that I've seen where people have just been flat out denied for the opportunity to purchase a home because of things that either A, don't matter, B, are illegal, or C, uh, they were done in a state of ignorance. And I mean that in the most respectful way, meaning people simply do not know. Well, first we're going to deal with some of the illegal things. If you walk into a bank, you walk into uh, a, a financial institution, and you are not treated a certain way because of your color or because of the way you're dressed, um, that's against the law. That's a HUD violation. I remember once early um, during my first days in the mortgage business, I went and I met a gentleman who wanted to purchase a home. I met him at a REMAX office on the north side of Chicago, and I saw a gentleman walk past, and he looked really dusty. His clothes were, you know, unkempt. And he came into the office and he asked for me and I stood up and I shook his hand just like any other person. I didn't, I mean, I looked and said, well, okay, maybe he couldn't take a bath that day or whatever it was. I didn't know, but I still treated him with respect. Come to find out he was a multimillionaire. He was a construction worker. (laughs) Now, what if I had judged him based on his appearance and he's a black man. So he could have been in a situation 
where not only was he racially profiled, but that he was socially profiled because of the way he looked, because of the color of his skin. People are still getting denied for mortgages because someone doesn't think you look like you should or you don't fit the script or they don't believe your story. Now, let me say this to you. Believing your story is important because one of the things that happens during the mortgage process, if you have had some trouble, trouble where? If you've had some trouble with your credit, if you've had trouble with your work history, if you've had trouble in some area of your application that doesn't line up with what they call the standard protocol and procedure, then you have to write a letter of explanation. It's called an LOX in banking terms. So if you go into your lending institution and there's something that's happened in your situation, let's say you were late on a bill because you were sick, or let's say something happened and you missed some payments because your spouse is no longer with you and that person was responsible for paying the bill or you got laid off your job or you suffered a natural disaster. There are so many things. The person on the other side has to believe you. The person on the other side has to believe that your story is true. They have to believe that what occurred to you can actually happen. And I've seen cases where because of some characteristic that you may have, I've seen cases where the person on the other side simply doesn't believe you. So my job and the job of the people on my team lens list is to make sure that you can get around these top 10 reasons why people get denied for a mortgage. The number one reason why people get denied for a mortgage is because the people at the bank don't know what they're doing. Let me repeat myself. The number one reason why people get denied for a mortgage is because the people at the bank do not know what they're doing. During my days of helping thousands of people get into homes and tens of thousands of people correct their financial situation, during those days, I never got a mortgage denial except one time. The one time I got the mortgage denial, the one denial that I have on record was because the person who was applying for the mortgage did not tell me the truth. They didn't tell me all the details. So the reason I say the number one reason why people get denied for a mortgage is because people don't know what they're doing. Because if your mortgage professional knows what he or she is doing, she's never even going to submit a loan that could get denied. And you can take that to the bank. We are approaching a zero net worth as a community, and so we're going to flip the script. We're going to do a 180, not a 360, because a 360 will get you right back where you started. We're going to do a 180 going the opposite direction and learn how to purchase assets that increase in value over time. But you can't buy your house if you get denied for the mortgage. So today's million-dollar topic of the day is the top ten reasons people get denied for a mortgage and what to do about it. Number one, The number one reason why people get denied for mortgages is because the people don't know what they're doing at the lending institutions. That's the reason why. I'm sorry to say it. I'm not trying to throw any shade to my colleagues out there, but that is the truth. There was no way anybody should ever get denied for a mortgage. The person who takes the application should know what the rules are. And if you don't follow the rules, then the person should prepare you to follow the rules. For example, if you have had late payments on your credit report, those should be explained. If you, if your debt to income ratio is too high, someone should have done the math. They have something called a calculator. It came out a long time ago. Now, I know we have smartphones, but if you are in the business of helping people with their finances, you need to pull out your financial calculator. As a matter of fact, my assistant producer is going to pull mine 
out of my bag so I can show you what it looks like. Um, she's going to pull it out of my bag now. She's going to stop typing and texting, and she's going to pull the calculator out of my bag now so I can show you what it looks like. If you do not meet the qualifications because of your income, this is what it looks like. For those of you who are watching live, this is what it looks like. So if you are in the process of a mortgage and the person continues to ask you for more information, more documentation, that's not necessarily a bad thing. But let me tell you when they need to ask for that documentation. They need to ask for as much documentation prior to the loan going to underwriting. Before the loan goes to underwriting, they need to ask for the information. If they wait until it gets to underwriting and there's something in your file that doesn't add up, for example, if your mortgage payment is 90% of your total income, it's going to get denied. If there's something about the property that doesn't add up, it's going to get denied. All of those matters should be handled and dealt with prior to the loan being submitted. Let me give you an example. I had a couple who got a, who uh, had been denied for a mortgage five times, literally, one, two, three, four, five. I was lender number six. I was loan officer number six. It was a husband and a wife, and it was their first home. Um, as a matter of fact, I still keep in touch with the wife to this day. And when I looked at their file, I recognized that his credit was good, her credit was not so good. His credit would allow them to get the home, but they needed her income in order to buy the home. So I took her off of the mortgage. That's number one, because her credit was going to mean denied, denied, denied. So I had to figure out a way to get him more income. So I started to ask questions. I said, do you do overtime? He said, yes. The problem was he had only been on his job for a year. And the rules for underwriting was that the overtime had to be consistent for a period of two years. Well, he had only been on his job for a year, but he had been in the same field for over 10 years. He had worked at one waste management company, then he went to another waste management company. So I went and researched at each waste management company. He had done overtimes, a significant amount of overtime at every company. So it was standard in that industry that he would do overtime. So I wrote a letter of explanation. I said, look, this person does overtime. It is their norm. It is not the exception. So because I was able to include his overtime and I did something else, any debt that is on your credit report that is less than 10 months uh, to be paid. So let's say you've got a car note and you pay $500 a month and you only owe $3,000. That means there are only six payments left because 500 times six is 3,000. Any debt where you only have, where you have 10 months or less to pay, that debt is going to be excluded from your debt ratio. Let me repeat, that debt will be excluded from your debt ratio. So this is what I told him to do. I told him to get all of his records straight, I told them to pay down the car note prior to applying for the loan, make sure they still had enough money left in savings. And when he came to me and submitted the loan application, he got approved. He got approved, and the old loan officer got so mad when he called him and told him that they got the house when we went to the congratulation dinner. The old loan officer hung up the phone. Now, why would you get mad at the people because they did the loan, Just they just didn't do it with you? So we're talking about the top ten reasons people get denied for a mortgage and what to do about it. I'm going to give you some really quick tips right after you listen to this. 
Give yourself the gift of wealth with no limits. Lynn Richardson and New Wealth University is giving 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program. The Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program will give you two full years of unlimited access to all of Lynn's online classes, books, boot camps, master classes, and webinars. So give yourself the gift of wealth with no limits with 50% off on the Platinum Wealth Ambassador Program, available on lynnrichardson.com. We are committed to increasing our net worth as a community. And I can't think of a better way to start than to get people on the road to home ownership, to owning real estate. Let me tell you a little story about McDonald's. The McDonald's brothers were making uh, what were what was at the time the best tasting hamburgers on the planet. They had sold millions and millions of hamburgers, but they were on the verge of bankruptcy. As a matter of fact, they were very close to shutting down what we know today as McDonald's. And then they met Mr. Ray Kroc. And Mr. Ray Kroc taught them how to take their franchise to another level. They started to purchase the land on which the McDonald's restaurants were owned. You see, when they purchased the land, they no longer had to pay rent. They actually became owners of that land. They paid rent to themselves. The land appreciated in value, and their locations became prime real estate. And so people wanted to have real estate close to McDonald's because people would go to McDonald's to eat. So if you wanted a department store or if you wanted a coffee shop or if you wanted some other kind of business, it made sense to put that business in a place that was visible. And McDonald's was definitely visible. From the big yellow arches, all of that was by design. And so once they began to own real estate, then McDonald's became the single largest holder of real estate on earth at one time. Now this moved on. Uh, Walgreens has become one of the largest owners of real estate. Walmart certainly has become one of the largest owners of real estate. So when you own real estate, when you have a piece of the land, then you get to properly position yourself for the appreciation that will take place over time. You can tap into the equity. And at some point, the goal is to be able to live rent-free. Let me repeat myself. The goal is to be able to live rent and or mortgage free. One of the things I'm most proud of is, you know, as, as a young person growing up and you get a job and you get a family, at some point your parents begin to age. And several, a few years ago, we were able to buy my mom her place. So I know that no matter how long she lives, she has some place to call her own, own, and I gave her, you know, cash to make the purchase for a nice town home, and that means over time, if she decides she wants to sell it, she could take the cash out. If she decides she wants to move into a retirement home, she can sell it and then take the cash and fund her retirement homestay. There are so many options. So real estate definitely is the way to wealth. It's one of the ways to wealth building. There are other things that you have to do, but this is certainly one of them. And what we have to do is get past the mortgage denial. And you can start the process of learning how to buy a home with my free class at buyahomewithlynn.info. Buyahomewithlynn.info. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You may have seen me on Good Morning America, The Steve Harvey Show, or Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell. Guess what? Did you know you can get your money back if you hire your kids? You can get your money back if you go out to eat. You can get your money back if you go on a vacation. Well, guess what? In my book, 
get your money back, tax deductions you never know about, I'm going to teach you how you can get your money back with your home-based business legally, ethically, and all with the permission of the IRS. Just go to askglenn.org. The top 10 reasons people get denied for a mortgage, one, is because of the people, two, because of your debt-to-income ratio. Your debt-to-income ratio is simply your total debts divided by your total income. Let me repeat, your total debts divided by your total income. My recommendation is that your total debts be no more than 35% of your income. So if your total income is, let's just, let me give round numbers. If your total income is $10,000, then I'd like for your debt to be no more than $3,500. Let me tell you why. Because if your income is $10,000, you're only getting about six after taxes. You're not even getting the whole amount. So when the mortgage company approves you for a loan, they are approving you based on income you'll never see in your hands. I recommend that your mortgage payment be no more than 25%. As a matter of fact, I'm going to break it down. I recommend that your mortgage payment be no more than one half of one check. That's if you get paid twice a month, like most people. I don't want you to have to get a check and the whole check got to go to the rent. The whole check got to go to the mortgage. Like, that's bondage. What else are you going to do? How are you going to eat that week? <laughs> Where are you going that week? I think we have Hope on the line. Hope, are you here with me? Yes, thank you. My question is this. Should real estate for a single woman be part of the portfolio, not just a Roth IRA, not just stocks, not just savings or money market accounts, but is real estate that important and looking towards the future, should it also be something to hold on to in case you want a reverse mortgage or maybe you want to buy your dream home and at some point get a reverse mortgage when you're older, have the luxury of living in your dream home mortgage-free? Now, Hope, you sound like you have an agenda. I love it. Yes, 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 Hope. You might be my co-host today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Getting a home is an essential part of the financial portfolio of any woman, single, married, with children, no children. You got a dog, a cat, a fish, whatever it is, whoever you are, whatever your situation is. And let me say this to you. I do not believe in this new system that everybody has come up with that tells people how to live their lives. And I'm going to break it down for you a little bit. Hope back in the day. Uh, we would have children younger, we'd get married younger, we'd go to school, you know, we'd kind of do things as they came along. For some reason, in the 21st century, everybody's being taught, make sure you go to school first and then get your job and then get married and then have children. By the time you do that, you're 50 years old. Like, come on now, what happens if you actually find love before you finish school? What happens if you want to have children at a younger age? I'm certainly not saying be frivolous in these decisions, but homeownership lies right up there. So, Hope, if I was speaking to a young woman who was just out of college or maybe even considering not going to college but maybe taking up a trade, I'd say make real estate one of your first acquisitions. So, you know, I know a lot of young people who relocate to the south and some of the more affordable states. I'd say get a piece of property, make sure that thing you stay in it for a while, let it appreciate in value, and you've got that asset. 
The next thing that you mentioned is a reverse mortgage in, in your older years. If you're over 62 and you have to decide if you want to, if you have to decide every month if you're going to pay your mortgage or you're going to get your medicine so you can live, then a reverse mortgage may be an option. And one of the things that people uh, say, Hope, about a reverse mortgage, well, if I get a reverse mortgage, I'm not going to be able to leave the home to my heirs. Well, if your heirs are not helping you live comfortably so you are not worried about money, then I'm really not concerned about your heirs that way. However, what you can do is you can get an insurance policy, a mortgage life insurance policy, so when you pass on, the the reverse mortgage can be paid off, and you can still leave the property to your heirs. So, yes, Hope, for all those reasons and more, I think homeownership real estate is certainly a part of of, of a responsible uh, financial portfolio. And the truth is you cannot become wealthy with a Roth IRA or an IRA alone. It's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. There have to be some other things that are making that asset grow quickly and some other things in your portfolio to balance if that asset doesn't perform well. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Thank you so much. Oh, my. How much I love questions. I absolutely love questions. And I know you have many, many, many questions because I see the DMs, I see the Instagram messages, I see the posts on all social media, and I even see all the questions that you send. Um, So here's what I want you to do. If you have a question for me, ask the question at asklyn.org. Okay, I want to make it very simple for you to remember. You can ask the question at asklyn.org. If you want to take the class, how to buy a home, you can ask about it there. But the quickest way to get to the class is to go directly to buy a home with Lynn.info. Again, buy a home with Lynn.info. Yes, I absolutely love all of your questions. Today we are talking about the top 10 reasons people get denied for a mortgage and what to do about it. I said, number one, the number one reason is because the people don't know what they're doing. Now, I'm sorry, that just is what it is, uh, and I'm not responsible for that, but I have a solution. You can go to lynnmillionaire.com, and you can be connected to competent people who know what they're doing, who will, rev- who will review every single aspect of your transaction to make sure it's approvable. I have a secret to tell everybody. Don't tell anybody. But we know what the rules are before the loan gets denied. Let me repeat. We know what the rules are before the loan gets denied. So the only reason a loan gets denied is because someone is not reading the rules. So when I came into the business, I used to read the underwriting guidelines. Now, it was about four inches thick. Now, four inches is a lot if it comes to reading a book. Let me give you another example. Remember the big, fat dictionary that used to come with your grandmother's encyclopedia set? Yes. Or let's do it this way. Put four encyclopedias on top of each other. That's how big the guidelines are. But I didn't read the whole book at one time. I read the section that was applicable to you. So the number one reason is because people don't know what they're doing. Many of the lenders have you applying through a call center. That call center, those people are just responsible for taking the information. They have no idea how that information is going to impact your mortgage. Then they send it up to the underwriting team, and the underwriting team says, no, this doesn't add up, that doesn't work, this doesn't go here. And then they say, no, you've gotten denied. And sometimes it's very difficult to reverse a denial once the denial has taken place. Taken place. So 
Rule number one is to get someone who's knowledgeable. The second reason why people get denied for a mortgage, it's very, very common, debt-to-income ratio. Let me give you some things that will make your debt-to-income ratio get out of whack. Your debt-to-income ratio is simply your mortgage and all of your other debts added together, plus divided by your income. Your mortgage payment, principal interest, taxes, and insurance, and homeowners association dues if you have a condo, okay? So all of that plus your other debts on your credit report, not your cell phone bill, not your light bill or your gas bill or your child care. It's just the debts that are on your credit report, including that big old student loan. Let me repeat, including that big old student loan that you have put in deferment or forbearance. But let me tell you something. If that joker is $100,000, they're going to take a certain percentage of that and they're going to add it to your debts anyway, even if you are not responsible for paying the government right now. So they're going to take all of your debts, divide that by your income, and that's your debt-to-income ratio. Here's one of the biggest reasons why your debt-to-income ratio is out of whack. Let's say you're self-employed. Self-employed means you do not get a W-2. It means you get a 1099. You're a consultant. And at the end of the year, you're going to write off all of your business expenses, which you should. You should do that. But now, if you made $100,000, but you write off your expenses, and your adjusted gross income is only $30,000, guess what? The underwriter is going to say, you only made $30,000. Now, I think it's not necessarily fair for a whole lot of reasons. I'll get into those on a later show. However, that's what the rule is. The other reason is because you are counting your commission. Commissions are handled differently. You are adding in your bonuses. Bonuses are, 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 are calculated differently. You're adding in your overtime. Overtime is calculated differently. So if your base salary is $30,000, but you get another 10000 in bonuses, another 15000 in commissions, and another 10000 in overtime, then you are not necessarily going to have a $65,000 uh, income, according to the underwriter. They're only going to take the amount of the bonuses, commissions, and overtime that they can average over a two-year period. So there's all kind of reasons. And one of the other big reasons is homeowners association dues. If you get a townhome or a condo and they are responsible for paying your light, gas, and all these other things, you have an assessment. That assessment gets included in your debt ratio, included in your debt ratio. However, if your assessment includes utilities, you can ask for a bill from the condo association, present that to the mortgage company. They can see how much of that is towards utilities. They will take the utilities out, and now your assessment will be less for underwriting purposes, and you may be able to qualify. Woo, I know that's a lot, and that's why you don't have to remember all of this. That's why I am here. And so I've had so many people... Uh, you know, we've been talking about it, the folks who are losing their homes, the folks who are getting denied and don't know why. And that's why all of the answers that you need are literally in the free class, how to buy a home. OK, how to buy a home. And I want you to understand this. When I talk about buying a home, I'm not just talking about the things that you need to do to qualify for the home and to get in the home. I'm talking about the things that you need to do to stay in the home, to continue living below your means, to continue operating as frugally and as intentionally as you were operating before you got the home. What do I mean by that? I mean this. I have never seen anybody more financially committed 
to following the financial rules than a person who was about to buy a house. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I remember when I was about to buy my first home, I did everything I was supposed to do. Now, mind you, before we got to that point of knowing that homeownership was a possibility, um, I was financially irresponsible. I did not live by a budget. I was living beyond my means. I had uh, issues. I did not communicate well. But, oh, baby, when it was time for me to go and get that mortgage approval, when it was time for me to stop, drop and roll, I did everything. I ate beans and rice. Uh, I didn't buy anything. I didn't go anywhere because my whole entire existence was wrapped up into getting approved for the mortgage. And I was willing to do whatever the lender said to do in terms of fixing my credit, explaining the things on my credit report or whatever it was. So what I'm saying to you is, if you can do all of that preparation before you get into a home, then I want you to keep doing the preparation. I want you to keep doing those things after you get into a home, because the reasons why people are getting denied for mortgages um, are things that can be preventable. Some of them, not all of them, some of them require knowledge and it requires somebody perhaps looking at your file who knows more than you do. It's like having a, a legal issue. You may be in a situation and you know what the law is, but you're not sure how it applies to you or how you're going to get around it. And so now you need an attorney. It's the same thing with a skilled mortgage professional, okay? A skilled mortgage professional, not someone who works at the mortgage company and just answers the phone and then takes your questions and really doesn't know if the answers to your questions are gonna lead you to where it is that you're trying to go. You need someone who knows what they are doing. Let me repeat, you need someone who knows what they are doing, okay? Why? Because the harvest is here and the time is now. And guess what? It is your season to win and you are going to be able to take advantage of everything that we're talking about if you learn the rules of the game and if you play the game by the rules. So I promise to give you the top 10 reasons and uh, you can see or you can tell, you should be able to discern at this point uh, why this is such a complicated matter and why black and brown people have yet to uh, bridge the homeownership gap and therefore have yet to bridge the wealth gap in this country because it's a lot. So I've only talked about the first two. One, people don't know what they're doing. Two, your debt to income ratio. The third reason why you may not be able to get approved for a mortgage or why loans get denied is because of incorrect credit assumptions. Incorrect credit assumptions. And the only way you are going to have uh, a, a misappropriated assumption about your credit corrected is if you are planning ahead of time and if you are working with someone who is skilled. There's something called automated underwriting in the home buying process. And if there's something in your profile that uh, triggers that automated underwriting to deny you, then you may be getting a denial for a reason that can actually be fixed.
Okay, you may be getting a denial for a reason that can actually be fixed. And so I go through that in my class, how to buy a home, which is free and everybody on the planet needs to take it. Let me tell you why. Because even if you already own a home, even if you've already purchased a home, even if you've got four or five million dollars sitting in the bank, if you ever want to use someone else's money, if you ever want to get a mortgage loan, I am telling you that things are coming up. I'm talking to people of all backgrounds, of all uh, financial, uh, socio and economic uh, status levels, and they are having problems. And the one thing that I see that's consistent, I see skin color and or ethnicity. Um, I see uh, couples who are. Uh, you know, mixed couples who are, you know, multiracial couples or multiracial people. I see folks being discriminated against. It's just what it is. Okay. I cannot, um, uh, you know, go against that. The only thing we can do is work together to fix it. And so if there's an incorrect assessment or an incorrect assumption made about your credit, then you want to make sure you are working with someone who knows how to fix that. One of the other reasons why people get denied for a mortgage. I said, they don't know what they're doing. You've got debt to income ratio. You've got incorrect credit assumption. It's employment history. People do not know how to properly assess your employment history. People are telling you that you have to have been on your job for two years. That's not the case. That is not necessarily the case. There are all kinds of exceptions to that rule, okay? There are all kinds of exceptions to that rule, and you need to work with someone who's knowledgeable in order for you to know what those exceptions are. The The next reason why people are getting uh, denied uh, for mortgages is because you're supplying too much documentation. You're supplying too much documentation and though that documentation is causing a red flag and other questions are coming up. You only need to submit exactly what's needed. Do not submit more than what is needed. The next reason why people are getting denied for mortgages is because appraised values are being assessed um, unfairly. Appraised values are being assessed unfairly. And so if your home does not appraise out, you cannot get into that home. So guess what? We've been talking about this. The harvest is here and the time is now. It's your season to win. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. So, yes, we've been talking about the top 10 reasons, and there are so many. I cannot get through all of them in great detail, but I'm at least going to go down the list again. The number one reason is because people don't know what they're doing. You can fix that. Number two, debt to income ratio. You can fix that if you have proper knowledge. Number three, incorrect credit assumptions. You can fix that with the right guidance. Number four, employment history. You can fix that again with the right guidance and with the right presentation of your employment history. Number five, too much documentation. Most people don't realize you don't even need to submit a bank statement. Sometimes you don't even need to submit um, a tax return. And if you're going to submit bank statements, be strategic about the bank statements that you actually submit. Number six is unfair appraisals. Appraisals are not being uh, conducted fairly. And so a home that you may want in an urban area or an underserved area may be appraised at a value that is too low for you to get the mortgage. And there have already been lenders who've been fined and who have, are facing criminal activity as a result of this. So you don't want that to be your case either. 
The number seven reason or the seventh reason why people are getting denied is because of no credit. A person with no credit is just as uh, approvable as a person with credit and your score does not, I should say your, your credit, uh, your interest rate should not be impacted. Let me repeat, a person with no score is just as approvable as a person with a score and your interest rate should not be impacted. Once again, you go into the institution and they tell you, listen, your score is terrible. Um, that is the wrong place to be. All right. That's the wrong place to be. It's not where you're supposed to be. And I want you to get this because I want you to build wealth. Number eight is prior history of bankruptcy and foreclosure because people don't know how to handle it. All right. People do not know how to handle it. So if you get a a denial because of a bankruptcy or a foreclosure, you need to know the specific rules of that specific loan program. And by the way, there are literally thousands of loan programs. So that's why you need to be working with someone who's competent. Uh, number nine, past repossessions. Repossessions in some cases are looked at like bankruptcies and foreclosures. But once again, your explanation determines whether you have revelation and whether that loan gets approved. And then number 10, pass through collections or outdated things on your credit report. Okay. So I want you to know that these things are out there. Many of them are bias-based, but go to buyahomewithlynn.info. Why? Because the harvest is here and the time is now. It's your season to win and you will.